Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Well, that was good timing, considering we are hundreds of miles apart from each other. Yes, I'm spending some time at the beach, so but uh, we're a little late on our show this week, but we're, we're getting it done. That's right. So, Dawn, we apologize. We know that, uh, you know, you count on us to be there for you, and we have not been there the past couple of days. So uh, we're, we're, we're doing the best we can under the circumstances. <laughs> but there's All still right. lots, of, lots of news to cover. Yeah. So we're going to start with uh, Slinky Dog Dash is celebrating an anniversary. That's right. Two years ago, Slinky Dog Dash uh, debuted in Toy Story Land in uh, Hollywood Studios. And this is probably one of the most pointless things I've ever seen on the Disney Parks blog. It is a 10-hour video of Slinky Dog Dash. And it's not even the entire it's not even the entire ride. It's a couple of sections of track stacked upon stacked on top of each other and it's just video of Slinky Dog Dash moving down the screen. And there's multiple dogs and I I don't know. Why did we need 10 hours of Slinky Dog yeah, I don't understand the point of that at all. I would have been happy with a three-minute, you know, uh, behind the magic type of thing. Give I me the whole prob- ride. I think that's probably all they needed. Give me a point-of-view ride on the, on Slinky, and I'd be happy. Very odd, but okay. All right. Um, and then let's move on. Uh, Mariachi Cobra did a World S Me Familia. What, it, what is that? They performed this? Yes, they performed as they've been doing their voices from home. Uh, I posted this up on our page, uh, I think late last week, maybe over the weekend. Uh, I like Mariachi Cobre. Um, it's fun music. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to see them in the park when we go in August. If we go in August, yes. Yes. All right. Um, something that we're hoping is still open when when or if we go in August is Splash Mountain because they are they have announced that they are going to be retheming that. Yes. And it should be open because there is no no word as to when this retheming is going to happen. OK. Um, but apparently Imagineering has been working for a number of years on retheming the ride and removing the song of the South elements um, from the attraction. Uh, Song of the South has actually been locked in the Disney vault and has not been available for uh, decades at this point. I think maybe the 80s it came out on Laserdisc. Um, and, uh, you know, there there are some it's – it's a very controversial film. Um, and, uh, you know, the elements of the film that are in the ride, I think most people, if you ask them who Br'er Rabbit is, they know nothing about Song of the South. You know, if you're a Disney fan, you know what it is. But if you just go to Disney and you ride the rides, I don't really think you know what Song of the South is or what it represents. Um, but in any event, they are going to retheme it to Princess and the Frog. And it's going to happen after the final kiss and Princess Tiana and Lewis, who is the uh, uh, trumpet playing alligator, uh, are going to be journeying to Mardi, Mardi Gras to perform. And that is where the ride is going to uh, kick off. I think that sounds great. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Splash Mountain only because I don't really like the big drop. But um, I do enjoy the theming part of it, the, the ride part of it before the big drop. Um, but it's it's time for that to go. Uh, you know, it was, it was a classic. It had its time. But it's... Um, 
its history is no longer appropriate. So I think it's a great time to try something new there. And I think that's great to have a Tiana ride. There's There really isn't anything for Tiana. So that'll be wonderful. And I'm always excited for something. Well, that's not true. I was going to say I'm always excited for something new. But if they would just leave uh, Spaceship Earth alone, I'd be happy. <laughs> so I guess it does depend on the ride. Right. Now, I think that it will fit in nicely to Disneyland because you've got the whole... Mm, um, New Orleans Square. Yeah, you know, even though technically the ride is in Critter Country, there, um, it's close enough to New Orleans Square that maybe they'll be able to work that in somehow. In, yeah, uh, you know, fitting it into Disney World where it exists in Frontierland, uh, it's going to be a different a different story. It just um, depends how they do it. I mean, I'm I'm thinking they might still keep the name Splash Mountain because. You know, I don't know if they want to mess with the whole, like, the three mountains. And, and it is still Splash Mountain. The word, the name Splash Mountain has nothing to do with Song of the South. It's just based on the fact that it's a mountain and you splash down into the water. So that isn't going to change. Um, they may put something before it, you know, uh, Tiana's Splash Mountain or, you know, Adventures with Tiana Splash Mountain or something like that. But people will probably still call it Splash Mountain. Do you know why it's uh, named Splash Mountain? No. Because it re- it was released around the, or it opened around the same time that the movie Splash did, and uh, the original logo looks very much like the Splash movie logo. Now it has nothing to do with the mermaid or Tom Hanks, um, but um, uh, Michael Eisner liked the name Splash uh, Splash Mountain, and uh, they ended up naming it Splash Mountain. All right, I'm on with this this thing with. I understand that he likes it, but I don't, I don't see how any way that it, I mean, the word splash, just because it's the movie doesn't seem related. That seems silly. Well, it's documented. I'll have to show you when you get home. Okay. You show me. All right. um, Moving on to some transportation news. The monorail and ferry boats have been um, being tested and some training has been taking place. Uh, yep, that's right. Monorails, uh, our monorail yellow has been seen running around the resort loop and uh, the ferry boats have been running in the Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh, since cast members have been away for a few months, uh, they have to undergo retraining um, and certification uh, in order to operate these uh, conveyances for their guests. So that's what they're doing right now. Very nice. And I believe um, that, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I was going to say. All of the monorails have been fitted with plastic partitions. Interesting. Yeah. Between how many people? Like, how many people fit in a partition, I wonder? It does not state. Interesting. Okay. Um, annual pass holders, ha- it has been announced that they will have a preview night before things open up. Uh, yep, that's going to be July 9th and 10th. And they are able to choose Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom, which are the parks that are going to be opening on July 11th. And uh, those signups took place uh, over the past few days. Okay. It took 45 minutes for both parks to fill up. I was going to say, I'm sure those went fast. Yeah, that's that's another case of, you know, Disney doesn't really give any type of heads up. And the announcement goes up. And then by the time some people found out about it, too late. Right. All right. Um, some select guests got a chance to get a head start on the dining booking. Um, who were those guests? There was a s- certain ones. So it was uh, guests who had dining up to uh, or prior to September 2nd. 
um, and they were canceled uh, before May 28th. So there was a little bit of window there um, of people who fit into that category and dining went live as of today, uh, June 30th. Yeah, it must have happened pretty early in the morning because I was seeing that people as of like before six o'clock, I think even Mm -hmm. had their dining all taken care of. Um, I didn't log on until 730, um, but I did get three reservations in the parks, um, one at the Magic Kingdom, I booked the plaza, one at Epcot, we ended up deciding on um, Garden Grill, and what was the other one? Where else did I do? Didn't you get us in at 50s Primetime Cafe? Yes, I did. That was the third one. Yes. It's going to be hot, so... The cool thing about Garden Grill is they are keeping the characters, although it will be a modified character experience. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with having older children anyway. We mostly just like to, um, you know, smile and wave. And I mean, we do like to usually take pictures with them, but this will be this will be fine. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping what this means is that they will come to the table and instead of getting out of your booth like you normally would to hug them or do whatever, uh, we'll just pretty much be able to turn around and take a selfie with them in the background. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it'll be. And that's yeah. fine. I'm just uh, going to be happy to, I think, to have a place to sit down at lunchtime and uh, be in the cool air and have someone bring me food so I don't get cranky. All right. Um, Major League Soccer is now going to be starting in Disney World. When When is that happening? Is that happening, like, now? It is. Uh, they are playing their Major League Soccer is Back tournament. Uh, the tournament is going to take place from July 8th through August 11th at ESPN Wide World of Sports. Uh, teams have started arriving now, and they are going to be housed at the Swan and Dolphin Resorts. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and this, the Swan yeah. and Dolphin Resort, uh, the Cove construction of their new hotel uh, continues, and uh, a lot of the w- uh, windows are up, and uh, exterior is uh, exterior construction is progressing. Well, that's good to know yeah. that they're still moving ahead with that. We don't want some half-finished building just hanging out there. Um, the, all these sports teams coming to Disney is bringing in some much needed revenue for Disney, especially the NBA. That's right. According to, um, uh, a reporter, uh, from ESPN, Brian Windhorst, uh, apparently in order to build and maintain the self-contained bubble, uh, that the NBA wants for their players, it is going to cost the NBA $1.5 million a day. Um, so it's going to be more than $150 million by the time all is said and done. Uh, and that, you know, you have to look at the fact that the NBA is not selling tickets for any of these events. You know, there will yeah, be no but, fans I mean, in the building. The, the television, um, this, the sale of the games to television stations, I'm sure, is what's bringing in the money. It's I don't think. I, even even in regular season, I don't think it's really the ticket sales that is the big part of where they're making their money. Except um, for the except for the fact that their television contracts were already in place for this season. Just because the season was canceled, they're not drawing up new contracts. You know, they've already been paid uh, for their multi-year television contracts. Now, the ad revenue may be a different story, mm-hmm. um, but ad revenue is usually set once or twice a year based on uh, you know Nielsen ratings. So it's not like they can come in and go, oh, you know, July, August and September, we're going to have NBA games. So let's jack up the cost of commercials on ESPN. 
um, a lot of those rates are preset. So, um, you know, the NBA, the NBA makes most of their money in, in merchandising, uh, mm-hmm. and their television revenue. Uh, so, you know, they're still bringing in merchandising money. Um, but it's nice that Disney is getting that money guaranteed. Uh, the tough thing is that they are, they're putting up like construction walls in some of the resorts, like the Grand Floridian, the, they've put up, uh, some of the, the, the partitions so that the NBA section, you know, a regular guest can't wander over into the NBA section, um, at the Yacht and Beach Club, uh, Storm Along Bay is going to be for the exclusive use of the NBA players. If you're oh. staying, if you're staying at either the Yacht or Beach Club, you have to walk over to the clown pool at the boardwalk. Wow, that, wow, that sucks. Yeah, that would completely disappoint me. Are you sure that's true? Because originally we had talked about. I knew that wasn't going to be open, but yes, that is that is true. That's seriously obnoxious on Disney's part. Like what these NBA players don't care about Storm Along Bay and they they have if you want to put them at that resort they they have quiet pools. There's absolutely no reason for that. That's ridiculous. And they've been reconfiguring some of the rooms to bring in uh beds that can accommodate uh you know some of these guys who are you know six and a half, seven feet tall. Which I get. I mean that that's that's fair, but to give them the best pool on property exclusively that hey, sucks. Hey, you talk to Bob Chapek. Yeah, I've got a bone to pick with him. I mean, not that I was staying there or anything, but like that's a big part of staying at that resort. Why? I don't know. I don't know why would anybody really want to stay there if they're taking away the pool, especially, you know, in July or August. Right. All right. Um, Going on to Disney Springs news. We have a date on the M&M store opening. That's right. This will not anger Cheryl like Storm Along Bay does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Disney uh, Disney Springs is going to have one of five M&M's experimental stores. Um, I'm sorry, experiential stores. Um, and uh, that is scheduled to open uh, Thanksgiving 2020. OK, so still a little while to wait on that one. That's right. It's going to be state of the art. So, uh, you know, you and I have been to the Times Square store. Uh, which is one of their signature locations. So we'll have to see how the Disney Spring store stacks up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you can do with M&M's. <laughs> um, Cirque du Soleil is having a little bit of uh, some issues because, well, they haven't been able to open to, to do any of their shows lately. Yeah, uh, Cirque du Soleil runs 44 shows around the world. Uh, which includes Drawn to Life, their new show, which has yet to debut at Disney Springs. Uh, But they have filed for bankruptcy protection. Uh, This is just a move to uh, reduce the company's debt load to make it more attractive to investors. Um, You know, Cirque, like everything, shut their shows down back in March. Uh, They have furloughed 95% of their employees. Um, As of today, almost 3,500 of those employees were terminated which lets them uh, get unemployment. So, you know, there's got to be a big, uh, it's going to be a big issue to get those people back and working. Um, So they're hoping that Drawn to Life could premiere in the fall. Yeah, I I wonder what that says for people who, like us, who are holding tickets for, you know, sometime, I mean, we're kind of on the brink of fall, you know, sort of late August, but I'm thinking that's not happening. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to call and see what the story is as far as getting a refund. Yep. 
they were great originally about offering a refund or a reschedule because our tickets were actually supposed to be for April and we ended up rescheduling for August and they were great about it. So hopefully they'll be just as great about a refund the second time around. Um, the AMC also in Disney Springs has uh, announced a delayed opening from what they originally said they were going to open. Right. And this is not just the uh, Disney Springs AMC. This is the AMC chain in general. Uh, they had previously announced previously announced that they would reopen uh, most of their theaters on July 15th, but they have now pushed that back to July 30th. Um, they're going to reopen in phases with most of their theaters being included in the first phase. Um, a lot of this has to do with the fact that a, some of the major studios have pushed back their have continued to push back their slate of summer movies. Uh, and that just happened again last week with a bunch of films. So uh, AMC is going to run their capacities, uh, their theater at 30 percent capacity or less. Every other row will not be used in a traditional style auditorium. Uh, guests will have a limited menu to choose from for snacks and they will ask people to adhere to physical distancing guidelines and all guests will be required to wear a mask. And for those who don't have one, you will be able to purchase a disposable mask at the box office for $1. Okay. Um, speaking of movies being pushed back, it looks like Mulan was pushed again. Yeah, Mulan was originally scheduled to open on March 27th. Then it was delayed to July 24th. Uh, but as of uh, the 26th, last week, they have now pushed it back to August 21st. Good Lord. Uh, although the NBA players are going to be getting a screening of Mulan and possibly Black Widow while they are on. I, I just want to throw things at the NBA. I was excited for this NBA thing, but now it's just angering me. <laughs> I'm annoyed. All right. Um, and a sneak peek at the movie Soul has been released. Uh, yeah, they just released another clip uh, over the weekend. Um, Soul is Disney and Pixar's latest movie. It's debuting, well, set to debut on November 20th. And it's the story of a um, middle school music teacher who uh, meets an untimely accident and goes to the before life. Uh, so a lot of times stories go to people with the afterlife, but uh, this character goes to the before life. So it's what happens with the soul uh, before birth. Um, and this new uh, clip uh, featured the song Parting Ways, which is performed by musician Cody Chestnut. And that's Ooh, with uh, that's with two capital T's at the end of his name. OK, uh, Jamie Foxx uh, voices Joe Gardner, who is the middle school teacher. Um, so it, it's, it's cute. The, the, uh, clip has been up on our page, uh, since the weekend. All right. Great. Um, and then it looks like D23's Destination D has also been postponed. Yeah. D, uh, D23, which is the Disney fan club had scheduled in a, a Destination D event at Walt Disney World and it was called Destination D Fantastic Worlds. It was a three day event scheduled, uh, uh sorry, scheduled, uh, there's a three-day event to honor Disney's many magical places from the extraordinary to the fantastical. Uh, D23 has said that this event uh, will take place in 2021, and they will announce the new date later this year. Okay. Um, and Beyonce has debuted a visual album, or she is debuting a visual album on Disney Plus coming up. That's right. July 31st, Beyonce will debut her new album, visual album. 
Black is King. Uh, it is a film um, based on the music from her Lion King, the gift album that she released in 2019. And this film or visual album, I, I don't know what to call it, uh, draws inspiration from the lessons learned in the Lion King in order to inspire today's younger generation. All right. All right. And uh, what Disney has to say is that uh, these timeless lessons are revealed and reflected through black voices of today now sitting in their own power. Black is King is an affirmation of the grand purpose with lust visuals that celebrate black resilience in culture. The film highlights the beauty of tradition and black excellence. The film is a story for the ages that informs and rebuilds the present. Uh, a reunion of cultures and shared generational beliefs, a story of uh, how the people left most broken have an extraordinary gift and a purposeful future. Okay. Um, Disney World has finally won after a long battle against the uh, tax assessor. Uh, that's right. We we actually just talked about this story what, within the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, that the uh, property appraiser for Orange County was overly inflating the value of Disney's resorts uh, and therefore giving them higher tax bills. And uh, the court has concluded that the method that was being used by the property appraiser violated Florida law. So Disney is hoping that they can have uh, a reassessment of the properties that is consistent with Florida law and the Court of Appeals ruling. All right. And then last but not least, um, travelers from the U.S. are um, being barred from entering the European Union as they begin to open things up to other travelers. Yeah, the European Union is reopening their borders on July 1st. Uh, they have uh, set a list of 15 countries that they will, from which they will allow visitors. Uh, however, the United States, Brazil, and Russia are among the absences from the safe list. Uh, so if you want to visit uh, the uh, European Union and you are from Algeria, Australia, Canada, Georgia, Japan, Montenegro, Morocco, New Zealand, Rwanda, Serbia, South Korea, Thailand, Tunisia, and Uruguay, uh, as well as China – you will be allowed in as long as your country reciprocates the favor. Huh. And uh, they will be reviewing that list every two weeks to reflect uh, the change in Corona uh, outbreaks in, in individual nations. I mean, that's kind of tricky though, right? So like you're from Canada and all right, so you decide you're going to book a vacation to, to Europe. And then what, two weeks before you're going to go, they say, oh, look, the numbers went up in Canada. Nope, you can't come. Well, hopefully you uh, you have your uh, trip insurance. Yeah, right. A little a uh, little dicey. All right. Well, that's all I have. Excellent. And that's all I have. This is probably the one show we will do this week. Uh, Cheryl will be back in Connecticut over the weekend, uh, so we will have our regularly scheduled show on Monday. Um, so we hope everybody has a good Fourth of July weekend. And until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.